What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Sleepwalkers is a production of iHeartRadio and Unusual Productions. So, I'm here for a surprise poetry reading. It's about to start. The silence is hardly final. Somewhere in the street, I can see the trees begin. To rise and fall for the light of the dark thing above me. The dream is like a shiny black hair and the sun is like a dream. I stand up and watch the sun shine on a single day and the sun is a chance to accomplish from the springs of my own delight. Kind of haunting. Abstract, yes, but beautiful too. And crucially, when I read this, I felt, as you just did, I hope, that it is beautiful. I found it evocative of experience that I've had it in the past. I found it nostalgic. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm having real human being emotions. That was filmmaker Oscar Sharp, and that poem wasn't written by him or by anyone else. It was written by a computer, a machine poet. We're more and more worried about robots coming to take our jobs, and though perhaps few would regret less hipster poets shambling around Brooklyn, somehow machines in the creative world are especially uncanny, even frightening, because poetry and music and humour are supposed to be the things that define our humanity, aren't they? In this episode, we look at how AI is being used in the creative arts, and in doing so, we understand a lot more about how this often intimidating technology actually works. I'm Osvaloshin. Welcome to Sleepwalkers. Hi, Os. Hi, Karen. So... Did Oscar's poem spring your delight? I would have preferred it in your British accent, I think. Well, I can't blame you for that. It did remind me of, um, my friend is in a band called the Ex-Ambassadors, and they partnered with this producer called Alex DeKid, who was asked by IBM to make a song using Watson. And the song's not bad. The song's not bad. Um, the song's good. But basically, 
the way in which they used Watson was that they crunched the 26,000 songs from the top 100 charts. Wow. From over what time period? Like over a few years, presumably. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But the, the point is, is that they use them to discover patterns in the right. songs. What makes a top 100 song, basically. That's right. And then let's reproduce it. Right, which is interesting because I think anybody could kind of tell you what makes a top 100 song, right? They're called earworms. But when you think about a data set of 26,000, like no human being can listen to that many songs and do anything productive after they hear it. So in this episode, we're going to look at AI and art uh, in all different kinds of fields to really understand how computers crunch data to crack open this creative code. But first, I want to go back to the algorithm uh, who wrote the poem we heard at the beginning of the episode, because that algorithm also wrote the film, the Steven Spielberg of the machine learning world. <laughs> uh, and the algorithm is called Benjamin. So we're going to meet Benjamin and a few people not named Benjamin. I was a speechwriter for uh, John Kerry, uh, Tim Geithner, and Barack Obama. Um, not in that order. And I'm essentially a ghostwriter and a photographer who, who learned to code one uh, giant Frankenstein monster. That's Ross Goodwin. And that Frankenstein monster, it goes by Benjamin. And it's the work of Ross Goodwin and Oscar Sharp, who you'll remember from that poetry reading. But neither of them actually named Benjamin. Well, it named itself. Or rather, there was a piece of paper that came out of it that said, my name is Benjamin on it. I read that out in response to a question that was put to it, and a room full of people went, oh! A program that names itself is rather uncanny, and Oscar had been chasing that uncanniness ever since he was at NYU for graduate school. Whenever I met anyone who could program, I would grab them by the lapels and yell into their face, can you, can you build something that can write like people talk in some way? And one day in class, Oscar notices... There's this sneakerhead and he's sitting on his laptop and his laptop is writing without him touching it. And I'm like, oh. That's, 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 <laughs> so, my, that's my man. <laughs> so, so, we go, so we go for coffee uh, and that, that coffee was a, was a lengthy coffee. We're still having that coffee. We're still it, having that coffee. It's a really coffee. long coffee. Such a cold coffee by now. You might not believe it if it happened in a film, but Oscar had stumbled on exactly the person he was looking for. Oscar came to me and he said... I want to make a movie from a computer-generated screenplay. And I said, you know, of course, that sounds amazing. Let's do it. But let's figure out how we're going to generate the screenplay because that's a nuanced process with lots of steps. And we need to consider, like, every part of it. So Oscar volunteered himself to teach me all the things about storytelling and narrative and filmmaking. He turned me on to, like, Vladimir Prop, Joseph Campbell, um, all these theories of storytelling. And so they begin to experiment. I tried a bunch of prototypes that used like various structures that had been postulated by these theorists over time, and the, the output was not interesting. Despite following the rules laid out by narrative theorists, Ross couldn't get anything good just telling his programs what a story should contain. So a year passes, Oscar moves to L.A., and... And I get this email from Ross, and it's the results of one of those experiments that he wants me to read. And read it he did. Ross had emailed the poem from the beginning of the episode. The room is blown away from the door, and the stones are beginning to shine. I immediately was like, oh my god, I don't know how he's doing this, but I said, I don't know what technology you're using right now, but can we use it for screenplay? And so they did. And not just a screenplay, they actually produced a short film called Sunspring, and they even got Thomas Middleditch, the lead on HBO's Silicon Valley, to star in it. The principle is 
completely constructed of the same time. <laughs> it's all about you to be true. You didn't even watch the movie with the rest of the base. I don't know. I don't care. I know. It's a consequence. Whatever you need to know about the presence of the story, I'm a little bit of a boy on the floor. So what do you think, Kara? It kind of reminds me of when my parents used to take me to, like, a bad production of Macbeth or As You Like It. Traumatic. (laughs) You're there, and you're seven or eight, and you want to understand what's going on. And so you kind of pay as close attention as you possibly can to what the actors are doing because you have no idea what the dialogue means. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that to me is quite impressive because a machine can create something which has enough of the elements in common with a film that we can talk about a real film. You can't say it's not a film. Absolutely. Of course, what's different is it didn't take Benjamin very long at all to make it. Once you press the button, fraction of a second? It was a couple seconds per page, maybe, maybe a couple seconds total, actually, a fraction of a second per page. That's right. After months of agonizing over centuries of storytelling theory, the final output only took a couple of seconds. So what was Ross's breakthrough? To understand, we turn to one of the most famous AI scientists in the world, Sebastian Thrun. Recently, something magical has happened. Recently, the field has discovered what's called machine learning. With AI, computers can now find their own rules. They are called neural networks. They're comprised of hundreds of millions of little, very simple processing units. And those units are modeled after what our neurons do in our physical brains. You just give them examples. Very much like the way we we, we raise children. We don't give our children rules for every contingency in life in the first 18 years of education. We let them learn. They experience the world. And they, lo and behold, they make their own rules. And we're now in a world where computers can do the same thing. And this means machine learning can be used in all kinds of different fields. Sebastian himself applied the technology at Google, where he led the initial development of their self-driving car. When you want to write a book, a book on like what the car should do in every situation, that rule book is really complicated. And I can promise you, no matter how many years you spend writing it, it's not going to work. But when you give the machine the ability to learn its own rules, it is actually able to surpass how people can drive. We'll hear more from Sebastian later, but machine learning, ML, is the engine that drives almost all of the excitement about AI today, from identifying targets on the battlefield to understanding genetic diseases. And it's also what allowed Ross and Oscar to create a usable movie script. Rather than laying down storytelling rules, they simply showed Benjamin hundreds of examples, and the algorithm found patterns and learned for itself. more sleepwalkers after the break. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You're like, oh, did we, essentially, did we teach this algorithm anything else about screenplay other than just putting in a bunch of screenplays, right? And that's the way that machine learning works. What is happening in a deep learning algorithm of this kind is it's building an extraordinarily complicated mathematical formula by reading all of this stuff over and over again. Like the autocomplete on your phone, the neural net is actually sampling from a probability distribution of which letters, spaces, or punctuation can come next. So the script for Sunspring was essentially the most mathematically probable sci-fi script, except Ross and Oscar did have one important lever of creative control. The other parameters that you're probably wondering about, there's one called the temperature, is the riskiness of those next letter predictions. What Ross is describing is almost like a dial for creativity. Turn it up to a really high temperature and the neural net is going to be extra creative and start making up words babbling at a very high temperature. It's essentially drunk. Low temperature, it's going to be very repetitive and possibly even begin to plagiarize its source material. So it'll be very repetitive. It'll be like the streets and the streets and the streets and the streets. It's essentially working for network television. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted it to be sort of in the middle. Uh, In the middle is where we found the best output and the most, I think, usable output. And uh, Sunspring was born. So Benjamin, Ross, and Oscar write together now. They write poetry and movies. And sometimes what Benjamin spits out is good. Often they have to sift through it to find the best stuff. But he's prolific, and he never, ever suffers from writer's block. So Kara was telling us earlier about Alex the Kid and using AI to make music. And that's something I want to understand a bit more about. So Julian went on a little bit of an expedition. Yes, I did. I've been seeing a lot of articles lately about AI in the arts, and I've been pretty curious about music specifically. We might take it for granted, but music is this primal emotional thing that's been with us forever. It might even predate language. But now, Warner Music Group made history in April 2019 as the first major label to sign an AI to a record deal. Yeah, they signed this bot called Endel, which makes ambient noises based on where you are and what the weather is and what time of day it is. When I think of this kind of music, I think of those Spotify playlists like peaceful piano and blissed out dinner party, which have become extremely popular. It's not the same thing as Beyonce. No, definitely not. But Warner Music Group signed Endel to generate 20 albums of ambient music. And now that we live in a world where AIs can get record deals, 
what does this mean for artists? What does this mean for even just music as we know it? Well, in my quest to find out, I visited this company called Amper. My name is Drew Silverstein. I am the co-founder and CEO of Amper Music. Amper is an AI music company that Drew says will enable anyone to create music. In fact, the only things you need to know are the genre of music you want to create, the mood you'd like to convey, and the length of your piece of music. That's all you know. You can create a brand new, unique piece of music in a matter of seconds. So the big question is, should musicians worry about computers taking their job? Well, let's try it and see. So what do you want to do? Cinematic, documentary, folk? Cinematic. Uh, Cinematic. Okay, then minimal, percussion, or quirky? Percussion. Boom. It's rendering a song right now. And here we go. We've got something. Somewhere deep in the forest of Nicaragua, (laughs) there's a breed of jaguar. You might have heard of it. It's called the... uh... Ticaquila panther. (laughs) Look, here's the thing. I don't know what the difference between that and music is. I really don't. Yeah, so, so you're wowed. Yeah. All right, so there's that. And this isn't the only AI music app out there. Another major player is called Magenta. And big surprise, they're at Google. Magenta are using AI to create a ton of new tools from a piano genie that makes it impossible to play bad notes to something that can generate drum loops or something that can even play piano duets with you. You can even translate raw audio to a piano score. Raw audio, like if I play just something raw on the piano? Raw audio, like... Oh, literal raw audio. Literal raw audio. Wow. And Magenta has also trained a neural network, just like Ross and Oscar. Only instead of sci-fi scripts, they trained on over 1,400 performances by skilled pianists. They fed it into the neural network. And let me play you one of the piano experts first. So this is a real piano player. All right, so nice, right? Yeah. Okay, you ready for the AI? That's a computer? That was all a computer. I didn't ever play a human one. That's a computer that was trained by a human playing piano. Yeah. And then how do you make a computer come up with that? Right. So even though it's not a screenplay, it's still data that you can feed a neural network with to find patterns. And in this case, Magenta used a data set from the Yamaha e-piano competition. So human pianists played on these digital keyboards, which recorded the nuances of their performance, like how long they hit notes. And it recorded all that information into a digital score that a computer could interpret. And we've actually had that technology for a while now. It's called MIDI. But training a neural network on the data is new. See, the thing that I come back to is that a computer doesn't know it's playing music. So much of watching a musical performance is knowing that this is coming from someone who is emoting. Right. Yeah, there's actually there's an emotional communication happening, right? That's right. I do think, though, the future is not rejecting this. It's better to imagine what would Stravinsky have done with this kind of technology, because Stravinsky is still a musical genius, right? Yeah, definitely. It's cool to listen to those musical examples of machine learning because you can really hear how the algorithm is reinterpreting existing material. Of course, listening to the output is one thing. Tasting it is quite another. 
The problem was that somebody had told me that they had made the recipe first and that it was good. And what it was is a recipe called Chocolate Baked and Serves. That's Janelle Shane. She's a research scientist and the author of a blog called AI Weirdness. She's talking about a recipe written by AI that she actually cooked and ate. It starts out as a perfectly ordinary flourless chocolate brownie, all the way until the very last ingredient, which is a cup of horseradish. I knew I was in trouble when I opened the oven door and my eyes just started watering. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was terrible. On her blog, Janelle experiments with putting AI to a range of tasks, from writing new pickup lines to naming Halloween costumes. And often her experiments with machine learning are pretty revealing about us. It plays into this thought experiment, what would an alien think of our world? It takes something that's very ordinary and mixes it up into this thing that sounds like the original, but the meaning has been completely changed. Chopped whipping cream may be an ingredient and fold water and roll it into cubes or uh, spread the butter in the refrigerator. That's another direction it came up with. Remember Ross and Oscar playing with the creativity setting for their scripts? Janelle plays with her bot's temperature too. So I can turn it up and the neural net may choose its second best or third best guess as to what letter comes next. And if I turn the creativity all the way down, then everything may be something like the, 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 the. Or recipes may be just, you know, one teaspoon of vanilla over and over and over again, because that's just a very likely ingredient. It's really interesting with the recipes to turn down the creativity and see what it comes up with as the most quintessential recipes. At the lower setting, you may not get horseradish brownies, but you do get a clear picture of what we eat and who we are. I look at what kinds of recipe titles it comes up with. There are things like chocolate chicken chicken cake and another one that's chocolate 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 cake. And there was a lot of cheese in these recipes too. So it was kind of revealing about what sorts of things we cook with and we like chocolate cheese and chicken apparently. But then I did the same experiment with recipes from Bon Appetit. And then the most common ingredients it kept using were cilantro and pomegranate juice. Wow. So these algorithms essentially hold up a mirror to the data sets that we give them. They do, yeah. They reflect the data sets back to us in really weird ways. And they can absolutely pick up whatever bias there is in a input data set. And I think what we're discovering is just how prevalent that bias is and how easy it is for neural networks to latch onto that bias and copy it as a handy tool toward uh, copying whatever the humans are doing. They say that the way to a person's heart is through their stomach. But Janelle didn't stop at chocolate bakes and serves. She's also turned AI onto some more direct routes. I really liked the pickup lines. And there are all these puns and all this wordplay that it didn't have any way to grab hold of and figure out how to use. But I think what it produced, this sort of charming surrealism and kind of garbled, nonsensical, I think it's an improvement on every single one of the originals. My very favorite one is, you look like a thing and I love you. You are so beautiful that you make me feel better to see you. Or... You must be a Tringle, because you're the only thing here. So, Kara, are you a camera? Because I want to see the most beautiful than you. Yeah, I, I'll, de- uh, I'll definitely go out with you. <laughs> no one's ever used a real pickup line on me. 
Did anyone use one on you? No. Do I look like someone who would receive a pickup line? <laughs> well, here's one of them. I don't know you. <laughs> That's good. A lot of girls are into that. Are you a candle? Because you're so hot of the looks with you. Ooh. <laughs> so in effect, what the algorithm is doing is highlighting patterns in the data. I mean, they sound structurally like pickup lines, but the words themselves don't make any sense. The machine's reflecting their creators and spitting back something which resembles pickup lines and makes us think a little bit more carefully about what a pickup line is. And while training Benjamin, Ross and Oscar found the same thing. As the algorithm learned patterns, it revealed bias present in our cinema. When you train an algorithm like Benjamin on millions and millions, in this case, of synopses from the internet of movies, the, the synopses that come out have certain patterns in them. For example, they mention men four times more often than they mention women. But you, you learn other things about it than that. You learn that the most common phrase in the, in the output is a young man in a small town. So what does a filmmaker like Oscar learn from this? I used to call this project the average movie project. And the reason I called it that is the, the theory was, for me, if you could make the right kind of algorithm, that the movie that you would make would, that would be the theoretically perfect movie would also be the most boring movie ever made. In that it would, it, would, it would be, by definition, all of the things that were the most cliched, because that's what cliche means, is the thing that, that you can rely on to work. And why do that? Because the thing I'm most interested in is doing the thing that we haven't done yet. I want to move the form forward. Seeing all of these biases and assumptions that are baked into our movies and our snacks doesn't mean we're doomed to repeat them. In fact, the awareness can be liberating. That's what's helped me, I think, is seeing Benjamin's capacity to show me more directly what it is that are our patterns or our habits. And then I can ask more easily how to move forward from that. We'll get there after the break. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. 
Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. So we've heard about Janelle Shane using AI to reveal bias and Ross and Oscar using it to help them think more creatively about filmmaking as well as how it can be applied to music. And that's the great promise of AI. We may worry about replacing jobs, but it can augment our lives in so many ways. At least that's how Sebastian Thrun sees it. I would say the uh, term AI is a bit uh, deceptive because it sets up computers to be on equal par with people. I see it to be stronger where we are weak and weaker where we are strong. It's not a, a technology that will replace us, it's a technology that empower us. What might that empowerment look like beyond bias detection and piano playing? Well, in 2017, Sebastian published a paper in Nature on using AI to diagnose skin cancer using just an iPhone. Uh, So in medicine, you can think of your iPhone that can find skin cancer as turning regular uh, physicians or anybody in the world into an expert on day one because now they have the superpower to be able to distinguish something that previously would have taken tens of years to learn. Uh, The same is true for the self-driving car. Now children can drive and and, and blind people can drive. We had blind people drive around in self-driving cars. So for me, the real opportunity is to uh, use AI to extract the knowledge from some human experts that are well-trained and transpose this knowledge into other brains that people are not so well-trained. This is what I personally find so fascinating about AI and a big reason I wanted to do Sleepwalkers. The same technology underlies Ross and Oscar's films, Janelle's recipes, and self-driving cars, and cancer diagnostics, and so much more. The training for skin cancer detection or cancer detection in radiology and the training for the self-driving car are amazingly similar. In both cases, what you do is you compile a data set, typically hundreds of thousands up to hundreds of millions of of, of images. In skin cancer, we used biopsies. We had a database of 129,000 images that a lab had biopsied and provided. In the self-driving car, you could be as easy as having a human driver provide inputs with a steering wheel and, and and the brake as to what the right thing is to do. And then the network mimics human behavior. It mimics the diagnostics of a physician or it mimics the style of a driver. The underlying algorithms are amazingly similar. What makes this moment all the more interesting is that AI is in the process of being consumerized. Like Sebastian said, your iPhone can diagnose skin cancer. Self-driving cars are already on the roads. And as these tools become more and more accessible, society will start to change. These technologies become closer and closer to us. The fact that you carry a cell phone is a big deal. You might not see it this way, but what it does is it puts the computer seamlessly into your life. Your texting app, your SMS is so close to you that you can now talk to people thousands of miles away on a button press or in a microphone. That makes you effectively superhuman without the actual physical implant. But when it comes to AI, for now, leading edge algorithms are off limits to those of us who can't code or who don't have the means to learn. Oscar wouldn't have been able to make Sunspring without Ross's technical expertise. But that's all starting to change. Julian, you spoke with somebody making AI more accessible. Yeah, while we were looking into AI and music, we came across Runway ML. They're a lab based in Bushwick, and they feel strongly about letting more people into work with AI creatively. 
I spoke with Cristobal Valenzuela, the co-founder of Runway, which is basically like the Adobe creative suite for AI. So think of a program that looks like Photoshop. They're adding tons of different AI models to the Runway app where instead of having to know how to code, you can just manipulate some sliders and dials and still have AI generate something. If we really think of this as a game-changing technology that will impact us for like years to come, we need to have more people from different backgrounds and disciplines jumping into that discussion and proposing ways of looking at algorithms that those researchers and those scientists are not thinking of. This is going to impact us and it's going to change the way we see not just the world, but ourselves. Not just ourselves, but how we think about our creativity. And the list of things that Runway can help you do is frankly crazy. We'll post some on our Instagram at Sleepwalkers Podcast, but just one example You can take video of anyone, Oz, and have their body copy the poses that you make in your webcam. So Cristobal actually tweeted one of him controlling Stephen Colbert's body on The Late Show. Just with his webcam moving his arms, Stephen moves his arms. It's nuts, right? And imagine that kind of technology in the hands of artists. Start thinking about them as not like something that's going to destroy our creativity or going to replace writers and artists or whatever. This is going to be a typewriter. This is going to be a paintbrush, and people will start building and using it to understand their own creativity in a new way. Of course, as always, it's up to us to make sure we use these new tools for good. If I build a shovel, okay, and you decide to go to the beach and dig in sand, you are biased. You're digging in sand. And guess what? Your shovel will only turn up sand. The same is true for AI. If you give it a certain type of data set, I can promise you, whatever you get out reflects the data you put in. It's up to us, the people, to make responsible decisions. And as we want to create equal opportunity and eradicate certain biases in society that exist today, it's up to us to do it. And I promise you, if we work hard on this, AI technologies will reflect that. But even Sebastian, one of Silicon Valley's great optimists, recognizes the risks. All technologies can harm people. In fact, technologies can be abused to harm people, like my kitchen knife, which serves me a great purpose every time I have guests over in shopping my produce, can also be abused to harm people. In the next episode of Sleepwalkers, we dive deep into the ability of algorithms to cause harm. We travel from China and the social credit system to a parole board in New York, and we speak with people building technology they believe will make us safer. I'm Oz Veloshin. See you next time. Sleepwalkers is a production of iHeartRadio and Unusual Productions. There's so much we don't have time for in our episodes, but that we'd love to share with you. So for the latest AI news, live interviews and behind the scenes footage, find us on Instagram at Sleepwalkers Podcast or at sleepwalkerspodcast.com. Special thanks on this episode to Pau Suris, who introduced us to Oscar, Ross and Benjamin. And to Artificial Intelligence, which composed over half the music in this episode. Could you tell which was which? Sleepwalkers is hosted by me, Oz Voloshin. And co-hosted by me, Carol Price. We're produced by Julian Weller, with help from Jacopo Penzo and Taylor Chicoin. Mixing by Tristan McNeil and Julian Weller. Our story editor is Matthew Riddle. Recording assistance this episode from Joanne DeLuna. Sleepwalkers is executive produced by me, Oz Voloshin, and Mangesh Hatikada. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.